0: This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International as well as Eagle Saving Nations. Please go to my website, www.worldministries.org. That's worldministries.org. You need to join Eagle Saving Nations. We've got to have another national revival that's a great awakening. That means repentance at a national level. If not, we're losing America. Judgment is going to come down. Four Sins Bring Judgment on a Nation, Idolatry, Immorality, Killing the Innocent, and Dividing the Land of Israel. I have a special guest on today. His name is George Carneal. He authored a book, From Queer to Christ. Welcome to the program, George. Thank you for having me, Dr. Hanson. Now, the title of the book, From Queer to Christ, so you were in the homosexual community.
1: Yes, for
0: 25 years. So, why don't you give us a little bit of your testimony? Uh, How
1: did you become a believer in Jesus Christ? Well, my father is a pastor. I did grow up in the church, and I had a pretty strong faith. I definitely believed in Jesus. I gave my life to Christ at seven. But through a series of events that I outline in my book, I detail what really laid the foundation for me going into the homosexual lifestyle. Okay. And having spent 25 years in there, I wanted to write a book just to share hopefully to help Christians understand what it's like for someone who is struggling with their faith and a same-sex attraction and really what the pitfalls of that life are.
0: So you were 25 years in a homosexual community. Mm -hmm. How old were you then when you got out of it? I was 18 when I went in and 43 when I came out. 43. Wow. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that, uh, what you went through and what brought you
1: out? Well, when I first went into the lifestyle the foundation that had been laid, I was really bullied by my male peers and rejected by them. And I also didn't really have a close relationship with my father. So, there was a real lack of male bonding. So, when I went into the, a gay bar for the first time at 18 and guys were treating me differently than the way that I had been treated as a child, I really became addicted to that life. And I didn't realize that, obviously, hindsight, I realized that my need and desire to sleep with men was really from a void from within. And I was looking for a man or that male attention and affection to fill something that I didn't realize only God could fill. And so, having spent 25 years and sleeping with hundreds of guys, which is the norm, the promiscuity is really rampant in that community. But eventually, God started just to dismantle the lies. And through a series of events, which I outline in the book, really helped me to wake up and it was really the beginning of leaving that lifestyle wow so you slept how many men hundreds hundreds Mm -hmm. wow wow! that's the norm that's not an exception that's a very promiscuous lifestyle right and i'm not proud of it i'm not bragging that's just what i was looking for something to fill that void
0: People don't understand what is in that community. The LGBTQ is trying to promote it as just an alternate lifestyle, safe. Yet in that community, what I've studied, there's a lot of lawlessness. There's a lot of real perversiveness, uh, pedophilia, everything. Tell us a little bit about that lifestyle, what you
1: found when you got into it. I was surprised looking back how quickly I descended once I went into that lifestyle. At first, it was fun. It felt good. So, of course, you go with your feelings, which is what liberals do. And I thought, this feels right. So, this is what God wants. And this is who I am. But as time went on, I was becoming more – the sadness was just starting to kick in. Something wasn't filling that void. And within three years, I was battling drugs and alcohol. I had a sex addiction, and I turned to prostitution and uh, eventually attempted suicide. And it would still be another 22 years before I can get out of that life. And so, Dr. Hanson, what a lot of people don't realize, and this is no different than a woman who sits in a bar and sleeps with a lot of men. There's brokenness. There are some real root core issues that many of us are dealing with from shame, trauma, rejection, etc. But really, I didn't know that God was someone who could help because a lot of the LGBT community, they are raised to believe that God hates fags and fags are going to hell. He created AIDS to kill the homosexuals. You hear that kind of stuff. And it stole my hope. So, I never thought that God was the answer. And so, I was looking for it through sex, through drugs, through alcohol, through Hinduism, through the occult, New Age teachings. I really went down a lot of paths just trying to find something to fill that void. And I couldn't find it. But eventually, God revealed himself and through a series of events, it just started to awaken me and uh, drew me back
0: to him. Well, that's wonderful. I mean, I want to get into that, how you came out of it. But I also want to go a little bit, uh, because again, the LGBTQ is trying to portray themselves as this very safe community, when I understand there's just a lot of lawlessness. There's even rape, there's abuse, and people aren't safe in that community. Would you like to talk a little bit about that, George? George?
1: Yes, it is a very dangerous and destructive lifestyle. The domestic violence issue for gay men is there, just like it is in the heterosexual community. But some may be surprised to find that even in the lesbian community, the domestic violent rates are much higher. And that is something that's not often spoken of in the media. Additionally, just aside from the sexually transmitted diseases, which AIDS is hardly ever talked about anymore, but the older gay men, we remember a time when I came out People were just dropping like flies. And I knew somebody who had lost, I think, 50 friends by the time he was 25 Wow! and just stopped counting at that point. Not to mention the danger of meeting strangers on the apps or back in the day when they didn't have the Internet, you know, in parks or back alleys or the dirty bookstores or what have you, you really run the risk of being drugged, raped, robbed and murdered it's commonplace. And I had a friend of mine who was very close to me who was murdered by someone he met on an app. So, it happens. I was sexually assaulted twice, and those things do happen. And so, when Christians feel that they are doing a service to those individuals by affirming them, because you think, well, this is the right thing to do. Love is love, and Jesus is all about love. You really have no idea what you are pushing them into, because the outside world is only getting a bird's-eye view of what the homosexual community is like from the mainstream media in Hollywood. You really have no idea how dangerous and destructive that lifestyle is. I have seen gorgeous men who were professionals, who had successful businesses, get involved in that life, get on drugs, party to the point of where they lost everything. They turned to prostitution, became HIV positive. Some went into the porn industry. I have seen the casualties in that lifestyle, not only with that, but even with the transgender individuals. So, You're really pushing them into a lifestyle where they're not only not going to have any peace, but you're pushing them into further rebellion against God. And sadly, I had to lose 25 years of my life and a lot of heartache to figure this out. Wow. So you're actually pushing
0: them into, uh, if we want to say, destruction where you're not... Yes. Just tolerating them, but you are destroying them. I mean, again, they're trying to be portrayed as this is a normal lifestyle. It's an alternate lifestyle and live and let live. And these are kind, good people. But what you're saying is there are just a lot of problems in that community from lawlessness to rape, anger. Yeah. I
1: mean, the whole thing that they try to purport that we're a very loving, tolerant, caring, inclusive, respectful community. It's a bunch of crap, to be quite honest with you. They are just as hypocritical and outrageous and two-faced as many of the Christians that they rail against. Yes, we have some within the Christian community who could learn to better understand the heart of Christ and have more empathy and compassion and have more love. But there are many within the LGBT community who could use a lesson in that as well. They are just as hateful. So we need to stop this sitting on our high horses acting like, you know, one community is worse than the other. They both have their faults, but there are also some good people in the Christian community who really have the compassion and the heart of Christ, and they care about these individuals. They are broken. It is a broken community. And being that I was in it, I understand the need for compassion and empathy.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, if you've just tuned into the warning program, whether you're listening or watching, this is Dr. Jonathan Hansen, President of World Ministries International, as well as Eagles Saving Nations. Go to my website, worldministries.org. That's worldministries.org. Please join Eagles Saving Nations today. We have got to have a national revival, a national repentance. We've got to have a great awakening. That's worldministries.org. Join Eagles. Saving Nations. Special guest, George Carneal. He authored the book, From Queer to Christ. George, why don't you tell us a little bit
1: about your book? Well, I wanted to write the book to give Christians some insight into this issue. And to also, at the end of the book, I take all of the talking points of the LGBT activists and the liberal theologians. So, if there are Christians who are a little gun-shy about witnessing to these individuals, If you'll read it and familiarize yourself with those talking points, which I debunk with scripture, it will better equip you in terms of dismantling the lies that they've come to believe. Because most of the LGBT individuals are not going to sit down and read God's word to find out the truth for themselves. So, that was number one. But number two, I wanted parents who have LGBT children who are distraught because it's breaking families apart. A lot of the kids are abandoning their faith, cutting themselves. They're in and out of mental institutions, attempting suicide. Some have successfully done that. There's a lot of issues, but I want them to know that there is hope and to hopefully see what to do and what not to do in handling this situation and to understand this is nothing that God can't handle. And then lastly, for the LGBT individuals who've been brainwashed by the lies, I hope they will read it. And if they can get honest with themselves and say, I really am not happy in this life, all I would say to them is that no matter how you feel, even if you feel like a piece of garbage that God could never love you and you're feeling suicidal, I've been there, but I want you to know if God can transform my life, he can do it for you. And all I'm saying is this, you have nothing to lose by giving God a chance and he is your best ally and Jesus loves you. Well, that's wonderful, George. I'm curious, how did you get out of that
0: lifestyle? How did you really come to know the Lord as Savior? Because that's what it
1: took. How did you become a real Christian? By the end of my time in that lifestyle, and sometimes the gay men will come at me and they hate me for saying this, but I left the lifestyle about a year, year and a half before God even became part of the equation. I still wasn't sure God wanted to have anything to do with me. I told God I hated him. I hated Christians. I wasn't even sure God loved me, but God was so gracious and good. And I want to say this, especially to parents who have LGBT kids. If you think that your child is too far gone, even when I was so fully immersed in that life, one night I was going into a gay bar with some friends and God turned down all of the noise around me. And he actually said to me, if you were to die tonight, would you go to hell? And it stopped me in my tracks. And sadly, I dismissed God. I wanted nothing to do with him. And I'm so thankful he didn't take my life. But the point is this. Even when you think your kids are so involved in this darkness that God is not even there, I can't tell you the number of times God showed up, even when I should have been dead. And I was in some very dangerous situations. So I outlined this in the book. But I say this to encourage Christians because we have the power because of prayer. And so, Dr. Hanson, for me, because of the Christians in my life who weren't woke and they were willing to be honest and speak the truth of God's word in love, they kept me tethered to God, just keeping me grounded and just reminding me how much he loves me. But this lifestyle is wrong and it's an abomination. It just took some time. But God really worked on me and helped me through it. Wow. Pedophilia. You want to discuss that a little bit? Yes, I've been warning for years in media interviews that the end goal of this is really to not only legalize pedophilia, but at some point bestiality. And people laughed at me. And now they're starting to see while they are grooming the public to start accepting the fact that pedophiles, it's really more of a sexual orientation. And what people don't realize is that the end goal, the agenda behind the agenda is Once they legalize pedophilia, if you continue to support a party that supports these policies, and that's the Democratic Party, and I'm not trying to get political, but the facts must be stated, if they can legalize this and get it to happen... The day will come where when grown men and women want to have sex with your children and grandchildren, if you dare to balk and they put this under the LGBT umbrella, you risk being arrested for a hate crime. And this is the end goal of what they are going to push for. And right now, I know in Germany, the bestialities are demanding that the laws be overturned to legalize that. In Spain, they recently have legalized bestiality. So the more that this continues that we go down this slippery slope, the more of the perversion is going to be legalized and protected. Whereas everything that is godly and good and holy is going to be criminalized. And the end goal is to really shut Christians up and shut all opposition up to this agenda. How do you think that
0: such a small percentage of people have turned the mindset worldwide around? Do you see this just as as the homosexual? uh, They have such a great... uh, what should we say a a, a such programming as spokesman that they can, they can turn things around or is there something far greater like the United Nations and the uh, one world government that is really attacking Christ and trying to turn things upside down?
1: Definitely the latter. But I will say this one thing I've noticed about gay men, they know how to mobilize and get things done and they have money and they have power and the tentacles in the media and advertising and in the political realm, and so many other areas, they've gained a lot of control. But when you also have a complicit media and the Democratic Party and the world leaders and the globalists all backing it as well and and criminalizing there, it, there is a huge monster machine that is supporting and pushing this and giving them the power that they need and slowly crushing the opposition. Well, I believe it. I mean, in
0: America, if you know anything about what's going on right now, this is a communist uh, takeover. We're in a coup in progress, and only the church can stop this insanity. But most of the church is so dysfunctional, they don't seem to understand what's going on. But, yeah, uh, yeah, you have the world elite, the United Nations, uh, supported by the United States that are pushing this this. New World Order mentality uh, coming against the Old World Order of Judeo-Christian values. And so we're we're in really a lot of trouble. We're fighting way more than just uh, uh, one or two percent of the world's population.
1: People don't understand the spirit behind this whole thing. Uh, George? Dr. Hanson, this is what infuriates me at least since I've been out of that lifestyle, I remember decades ago when I was trying to get help from pastors, people didn't want to deal with the homosexuals. We don't know how to deal with you. Just leave. Let's not talk about it. When I come back now and say, hey, God brought me out of that lifestyle, I'm finding that most of the churches are compromised now. They fully embrace the LGBT agenda. Now I'm rejected. And it's just laughable as at, in terms of what has happened to the church. And I'm so disgusted by the gutless pastors who stand in the pulpit And they fully embrace it, even people like Andy Stanley. And they really have no idea because they have no fear of God. It's really just a fear of people. They're compromised themselves. And they have no idea how they are harming the individuals by pushing this agenda. And additionally, when you have these Christians who sit in these churches who want their ears tickled, and they're not going to say or do anything because most have the mindset of, oh, well, what can we do? Jesus is going to return soon anyway. Who cares? And God tells us to occupy until Jesus returns. So you've got a lot of lukewarm, apathetic individuals within the church who are so compromised and gutless, and they won't allow people like me into the churches to sound the alarm. Thank God there are some pastors out there who have allowed me to speak at conferences and go into the churches and sound the alarms. But not only that, to talk to the children because they are so groomed with this nonsense in the media and in the movies and the music industry. Um, And even in the school system, they won't even allow me to come in and give a different narrative and try to warn about the reality and the danger of what is going on. So, it's really a frustrating thing.
0: Well, I understand what you're fighting. You know, the Bible talks about principalities and powers of darkness. And uh, again, there is a world elite that's pushing a new world order, a one world government. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, they are directly against God and Christians are in the target, they're in the limelight as far as uh, with a bullseye on their back. So they want to take God out of the equation. Uh, They want to take, again, the family out of the equation as far as man and woman because that's the government of God on earth. And so this is a direct assault, if you want to say, on God himself, the true God, the living God. And uh, pastors themselves, you know, they've compromised we are supposed to be salt and light, rule and reign, occupy, take dominion. But instead, we've allowed culture to influence us instead of we're influencing the culture. Mm-hmm. So uh, I totally agree with you. We have, we, we're in a situation where pastors, for a great deal, uh, they've lost their first love and they're compromising. And
1: um, we're in deep trouble because the church is sick. George? I absolutely agree. And the other thing for... The pastors who have been in the churches and stand in the pulpit and they rail against the homosexuals and the sodomites with such fury, but yet they're soft on the adultery and the sleeping, having sex outside of marriage or people living together. I find it hypocritical. Totally. And secondly, when the LGBT individual leaves that lifestyle, Dr. Hanson, this is the dilemma. The LGBT community is going to turn on them they turned on me. And so when I went into a church, I needed a support system. And most of these individuals who go into these churches, you have pastors and Christians who are ill-equipped to deal with the individuals trying to get out of that lifestyle. And that's why people like me are desperately trying to help Christians understand this issue so they can better help these people. But once these individuals get into the church and they are not finding a support system, they fall back into that lifestyle because at the end of the day, We are all lonely or we want to love and be loved. We want some kind of uh, companionship or family or friends around us. And it's the loneliness and the isolation that sends them back into the community. And the church has got to wake up and stop sticking their heads in the sand and not, oh, I don't want to hear anything that's uncomfortable until you understand this issue and what people face in that lifestyle and what they need when they're coming out. Just like anyone who's dealing with drugs, alcohol, pornography, the best way to help them is to be armed with the information so you can be better equipped to help them. That's what they need.
0: Well, I totally agree. Uh, Transgenderism, you know, uh, if we want to say trans transition surgeries, uh, uh, infection, hormone imbalance, indoctrination, uh, uh, president Biden uh, pushing to do uh, surgeries for these children, you know, that's flat out child abuse. And, uh, I mean, whoever thought that a president or anybody else in authority would ever be speaking how they're speaking today, but they are. And, and what do you think about these surgeries that they're promoting?
1: I think every doctor, first of all, I think every counselor who affirms it and puts them on the fast track to then meet with the doctor and the doctor who then just fast tracks them through the surgeries and every parent who affirms this, they all need to be arrested. And the and the medical professionals need to lose their licenses. And these counselors and medical people need to spend decades in prison and they need to be held accountable for this child abuse. They're not stopping and listening to the transgender individuals who are detransitioning, who are on social media, crying and expressing how they were duped. They were guinea pigs. They should have been given counseling versus cross sex hormones or cross sex surgeries. And when they talk about the complications, the botched surgeries, the infections, one girl I know has had over 30 surgeries to correct the initial botched surgery that she got. And just the heartbreaking stories you hear, not to mention what the cross-sex hormones do to the body and increasing the risk of strokes, heart attack, um, blood clots. And then once they have the surgeries, I don't want to get graphic, but If you could listen to the stories of what happens to the men once their male anatomy is removed and what they have to go through. And for the females who have their bottom surgery, once they get on the the cross-sex hormones, if they don't have the bottom surgery, they risk the increase of ovarian cancer. And there's a whole onslaught just infertility of issues that uh, happen as a result of getting on this. And no one wants to talk about it because the media is complicit and they all just want to say, Oh, you can walk in, do this plastic surgery. And that's all it is and you can become someone of the opposite sex. They can't change their chromosomes, their DNA, and God certainly doesn't make mistakes when assigning our gender. So for these Christians who support the Democratic Party and support these policies, basically you are saying to God, you made a mistake and we're going to correct this, and I would hate to be you on Judgment Day. Ladies and gentlemen, once again,
0: you're listening and watching the Warning Program. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen, President of World Ministries International as well as Eagles Saving Nations. Please go to my website, worldministries.org. That's worldministries.org. Once again, worldministries.org. You can sign up for my free pastoral articles that go out twice a month, absolutely free. You can donate to keep us on your local radio or television station and join Eagle Saving Nations. We need to have another great awakening. We've got to have a national revival. We're trying to get into the NFL stadiums, the NBA stadiums, the civic centers, and let Pentecost once again come down so Christians move with power and authority instead of fear and intimidation. The other side is uh, trying to intimidate the people that call themselves Christians and keep their mouth shut. When truth takes away deception, prayer brings conviction. If we don't once again, get back to Pentecost, like Peter, who was afraid, a coward, a liar. He ran and hid, he lied. And then once he was baptized in the Holy Spirit, he spoke boldly and 3,000 were saved. You know, George, we've got to have another great awakening.
1: Exactly. And Dr. Hansen, you nailed it. Until the Christians in this country repent, and show true remorse and say, God, we have failed you. We should have taken the lead. We should have been telling the truth all along instead of worrying about offending people. Until they do that, I don't see this turning around. and And like you, I really believe God's judgment is going to be soon if the church doesn't wake up. It's very distressing to me. Ladies and gentlemen, we have to
0: have another great awakening. The only thing that's going to stop this insanity is if the church will stop it. If not, the republic's going to fall. And I'm telling you, Christians are going to be incarcerated. We are going to be incarcerated other than those that go along with the devil. And many will continue to compromise and they'll continue to do exactly what the government said when Romans 13 says all authority is under a higher authority. That means, you know, communists like to use Romans 13, communist governments, but yet that means all authority is under a higher authority, which is God. And so if the government is in violation of the morality of God, we are supposed to come against that government as far as their laws, their policies civil disobedience you know when they tried to close down the churches i went on the air on radio and television and i said pastors don't close down Uh, this is totally unconstitutional they have no right to close us down and i'll tell you what but most pastors go right along with the government it doesn't matter if it's a communist government or not they go right along with them because again they have a a relationship with god that is not filled with an ongoing if we want to say baptism of the holy ghost
1: george Dr. Hansen, what I would say to the individuals listening, if they knew what was happening in Sweden, Canada, the UK, Germany, and France, it's so tyrannical in these countries that if you dare to post anything against the LGBT community and in some instances Islam, the police will show up at the door and arrest you. I also know of instances of where parents who didn't affirm their children who are wanting to transition. Or they wouldn't even call their child by the preferred name or the preferred pronoun. The police also showed up and arrested them. And some have had the children removed from their home. This is how tyrannical the laws are in other countries. And you need to keep an eye on California because they are already pushing laws that will eventually trickle across the US. If people knew how dangerous this was getting, they're not going to stop. They're not your friend. And the only thing I can do is say the day is coming where if you dare to speak out on any of this, you are going to be arrested and have your life destroyed. People better wake up and fight back against this agenda now. And by that, it means we must absolutely destroy liberalism, stop voting Democrat. We must absolutely flood the House and the Senate with uh, or Congress uh, with good, God-fearing Christians. So, maybe get on the school boards as well and keep that Uh, sex ed curriculum garbage out of the school system but go to God and if he's leading you to to get into politics we could turn this whole thing around if we could really get God-fearing Christians on board and to flood uh, our government with with Christians
0: worldministries.org 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 keep me on your local radio and television station give your best donation join Eagle Saving Nations I'm going to have George Carnal Carnale on again next week God bless you